Hey beauties, welcome to the Clean Beauty Podcast. Did you know that unlike most everything else in America, cosmetics are not regulated? This means that corporations can use thousands of potentially harmful ingredients that I personally know can cause health problems. I'm your host, Cassandra McClure. I've been in the beauty business for over 10 years as a celebrity makeup artist that advocates for safer and more sustainable cosmetics. Join me each week for important news, exclusive interviews, and more on the clean beauty revolution. This episode is proudly sponsored by LashFinder.com, a patent-pending tool that I developed to be the quickest, easiest, and safest way to apply lashes on yourself and clients. If you've ever tried applying lashes, you either use your fingers, which is pretty hard to master, a pair of tweezers, which can be super scary, or you were lucky enough to have a friend like me help you. Those days are long gone with Lash Binder, an applicator that'll have you looking fabulous in under a minute. Are you ready to say goodbye to expensive, damaging, and time-consuming lash extensions or hours spent in the mirror applying makeup? Don't you wish you could apply lashes easy and just go? Let your skin glow and your confidence skyrocket with the perfect pair of lashes applied with Lash Binder. Lash Binder is truly the lash tool you'll ever need. Be the first to get your hands on one today exclusively at lashbinder.com. Be sure to find us on Instagram at lashbinder, L-A-S-H-B-I-N-D-E-R. Links in the show notes. Happy lashing. I want to touch on a subject that was brought up in the Clean Beauty Tribe group. This group is a private group on Facebook. It's free for anyone to join. And it's really all about having conversations about clean beauty. We talk about this podcast. There's a lot of conversations going on in there, pictures being shared, questions being asked, and it's really a great place for all the beauties in the world to come together and uh, connect. So one of the things I've been doing is asking other artists and friends what they want to hear on this podcast. And I gave some options, but actually one thing got brought up in the group and it was titled ways to encourage clean beauty alternatives. That's very broad, but I saw that one of the artists in Washington wrote that one of the girls on my team. And I started to think about what she meant and what I could talk about, but really there's so much and there's so many ways, but I just want to go over a few of them. And for me, encouraging other women to choose clean beauty as an alternative is really just about sharing my story. I have not sold to anybody No one likes to be sold to. You have to lead by example. I have done this time and time again just by sharing my story. And if it doesn't inspire them, it will tweak their the way that they're thinking. Their mind will have a you know, maybe it's just oh, that's Obi. She says hi. Um It'll, it'll get them thinking, it'll get their mind working. And 
you have to establish yourself as an expert. That's what I've done with clean beauty. Yes, I have been a makeup artist for a very, very long time. And cleaner beauty is newer to me compared to maybe some hippies that live, you know, in the woods and like where, you know, they make their own creams and things like that. Like I am not that crazy when it comes to clean beauty. For me, it just means safer, better products, but that actually work. As a professional makeup artist, we need products that work. So the first way is to make sure you're wearing the products, right? Because I walk into almost any store, bank, whatever, what have you, and I always get comments on either my eyelashes, my lip color, my eyeshadow, my blush. I will, you will never ever see me out of the house without uh, makeup on my face. And it's not because I'm insecure. I am the the, the farthest thing from that now. Uh, my close friends see me sometimes, but still like... I have some of my best friends who are like, oh my God, what lip gloss is that? And it's a sale because at the end of the day, they want what looks good. And if it can look good on you, that's a really, really good way to start if you don't have all the facts. The second thing is to talk about alternatives. So I have done this through social media, just on like Pinterest and Instagram and stuff like that. Um, if you go on my page on Cassandra McClure, you'll see that on there, but I literally just talk about, I used to use this product. Now I'm using this. It's a safe, clean alternative at a lower price point. Like who can deny? And it works. You know, I'm a professional artist. My reputation is very important to me. It's kind of all I have. And so I would never steer someone the wrong way. If a product doesn't perform, you will not hear me boasting about it on here. You won't hear me bringing on, you know, somebody in the industry that has a new like beauty product that I don't believe in, that I don't like. That will never ever happen because I'm going to stay true to what I have. And if you you know, if I'm in the, in the bathroom with you at an event next week and I pull all these products out of my bag and you're like, wait, that's, that's this brand, this brand, this brand, like what I thought you were using clean stuff. Like I would be a sellout. People would find out really fast that I'm not using what I'm saying I'm using. I stand behind the products that I, that I use. It's like saying that you shop at a certain store, but like you really don't. Um, I am not the fake it till you make it. I'm like, I lead by example and that is really important. So wearing the product, representing it, and then offering cleaner solutions. Um, A big thing that I'm hearing right now is I know your clients might have been using a certain mascara for 20 years. I know my own mother is addicted to a foundation and a mascara that I've literally been buying her every Christmas since I was a teenager. The thing is, it's, it's all about getting them to switch off of that. So an alternative, but an alternative solution that works, right? So this year for Christmas, you know, my mom is not getting the other mainstream brands that I usually get her. She is getting beauty counter because it's safer, it's better, and it works. And she's lucky she doesn't have cancer right now, but I never want her to. And I want her to try these products. If 
she really hates them and she really doesn't like them, then she can give them to me. But I've also found, this is like, I guess, tip number four or five, um, because I don't have them written down. I'm just talking, sharing a story. So I have been sharing my story since day one. My story has impacted people's lives. And I think I touched on this in the very beginning, but it's more than just saying, oh, I use these products. It's how it's changed my life how it's changed the way I feel about myself, not just when I put on the makeup, but when I go to throw that product away. I know the packaging is sustainable. I know that it's not harming the environment. I know that it's not creating waste Um, and offering options. So another thing that I have been doing, which all of my beauty tribe has already seen and all my friends and family is I've been blogging. Uh, You can blog, you can vlog, but video is king right now or queen, whatever you'd like to call it. And it's all about education and, and advocacy. So they're two different things, but they go hand in hand. And Let's start with education. So as a professional artist, someone is going to your, let's say, Facebook, and they're like, okay, let me go on Rachel's page, and I'm going to check out her um, latest video. Like, what are you saying? Do you even have a video? How long is it? Is it like five minutes? Do you have really good lighting? Are you showing some great products? Do you know what you're talking about? Because To educate them on a product that they probably didn't even know existed is huge. You know, going on Instagram and showing yourself wearing the product, maybe holding the bottle, talking about it, tagging it in the photo, hashtagging, doing all the things, right? So education on whichever platform you're going to be on. If you're a Facebooker, stick to Facebook. If you're an Instagram, stick to Instagram. Where are your clients? Are they 20? Then they're probably on Instagram. Are they 40? Then they're probably on Facebook. So where is your target market? Are they young brides? They might be on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Twitter, I wouldn't really say is the best place, but if you're a YouTuber, you know you're a YouTuber. You're uploading like every day, three times a week, whatever. You have a production crew. You are doing a, you're doing a whole different thing, but there is so much space in this that I really want to really just, just kind of stress the space in the clean beauty world is immense. And there really is right now, you know, you think about the beauty industry, you think about cosmetics, and it's a saturated industry. It's also like a billion dollar industry. That's awesome. But the, the if you think about just the clean part, it's it's very, very small. Think about how many celebrities there are. And then like the three or four, like Gwyneth Paltrow and Jessica Alba and Taylor Swift, who've talked about it. Like that's, that's three, four people out of hundreds, thousands. So it's the same if you're an artist, there's kind of an unlimited amount of information you can give and a money you can make in this space. There is so much room 
in this because no one's doing it. And that's why I am having so much success in my business right now, because I am doing something that no one else is doing, whether it's because they're scared that the products don't work, that they're not giving it a chance that they, whatever excuses it is, you know, I've heard the, Oh, you do you just sell beauty counter? That makes me laugh because I'm, I'm clearly, I have to have a huge range of products in my kit to function as an artist. I cannot just have one line of products. I am not just selling one thing. I can spout 10 names off right now of products that I've used this week. I get clean beauty boxes sent to my house of like different things. I like Lily Lulu mascara. I love face body care, uh, body lotion and body scrub. Like I'm obsessed with it actually. Um, I love the Innersense hair oil. Like there's so many that I use on my clients and that I use on myself. And literally I have testers in my purse at all times to share with everyone that I meet. If you are, are thinking about switching to clean beauty for the wrong reasons, then you're there for the wrong reason. If you're there to work in a company like Beauty Counter, because let's face it, in the beauty industry, as an artist, there are not a lot of of brands that give back to the artist when they sell the product. There's a few exclusions, but I'm talking about pro lines. I'm not talking about like Mary Kay. Um, I'm talking about your Clinique, SD, Kim, Kim Kardashian, whatever. Like I'm talking about anything at Sephora. If you walk into their store and you buy a product, not only do you pay full price, you leave. And if you refer that product to a hundred or a thousand or a million people online or in person, you do not get one penny from that brand. Okay. We all know this. Yes. As a professional makeup artist, there are certain lines that will give you an artistry discount, but not a kickback. There's a huge difference between being an affiliate for, for a brand and, and a lifetime affiliate. If that, you know, a lot of companies will be like, Oh, here, use our code for 30 days. Uh, no, that's not going to work. Right. You're a makeup artist. You're going to be using these things for a long, long time. You should be building your brand around whatever you're selling that you believe in. And like I said, don't, don't push product that you don't love because your, your customers are not going to love them either. So in the clean beauty space, there are next to none uh, companies next to zero that give back, um, similar to the regular cosmetic industry. But I have found one that works. Beauty counter is, is just amazing. Like when I found it, I cried. I, I, I have tried so many clean products. Um, you know, lines like hundred percent pure, like they're great. There's nothing wrong with them, but the products don't last. Some of them don't last as long as I would like. Now, not saying that that means they don't work and that they're not good, but do, do, are they in alignment with, with me as an artist? Can I recommend them to a bride who is getting married in XYZ area? Right? Probably not. And are they giving back? So there's so much space in with beauty counter and with clean beauty brands who are emerging that are giving back to artists, anything that gives you back in a, like an affiliate or some sort of credit to 
to promote their products, but wholeheartedly because you love them and you believe in them and they're doing good in the world, like it'll come back to you. You, you shouldn't really be focused on selling. I never have. I've never had to sell a thing in my life. Well, I worked at Nordstrom and I was trying to, you know what? No, even when I was selling clothes, I literally actually had some of the women who worked in uh, Gucci and, um, and like the higher end lines that worked with me and there, some of the clients would ask me like, Oh, what do you think of the sweater? And I'm like, eh, it's okay. And like the, the other, um, women that work there, one of them like cornered me and made me cry and told me never talk to her client again, that I was wrong for telling her that something didn't look good on her. But I was thinking long-term, I always have, I guess it came natural to me to want to tell someone if they look good or not. I didn't want to say, oh yeah, it looks so good on you. And then when she goes home, her mother, father, and boyfriend, I'll tell her, uh, no, that's horrible, right? She's going to go cry. She's never going to trust me again. She's going to come back into the store and avoid me like the plague. And I'm going to lose sales for the rest of my life. But that's not how some people think. So if you want to try to push an eyeliner that you hate or that doesn't work on your client, they're never going to come back and, and buy anything from you again. Or even, you know, you'll maybe even lose them as a client forever as an actual makeup client. So I'm, I've always started with honesty because honesty is really, you know, the baseline to a good business. You have to be honest you can hear it in my voice. I, I can see my sound waves going all crazy that I'm also very passionate. I'm very passionate. When I found out about clean beauty, when I found out about my health, when I found out about what was happening to me, I spoke out. I was very, at first I was a little angry. So I was like, you know, I was name dropping some brands that, you know, maybe weren't the cleanest. And I was saying this, 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 they, you know, ruined my skin or they were made me break out. But I don't do that anymore because I was talking about uh, education, but now I'm going to talk about advocacy. So when you're an advocate for something, you don't just say, oh, you know, uh, you know, I'm work, I'm with PETA and like, these are all the companies that are doing that. Maybe they do, but you don't really get anywhere by bashing someone else. It's the same thing in business. I've been screwed over more than, more than, more times than I can count. And I'm sure there's so many others out there, whether, whatever your business you're in, you've had people screw you over or you've, you've been lied to. Actually, I was just at a convention in Vegas last week and there's some, thing called like snap it hot. Okay. I got this thing. I, I paid for it. I didn't realize how much I was paying for it. It was $50, but basically you put it on your back and it like, it's a hot pad for like two hours. I was like, okay, like you snap it. And then the, the, the thing makes it like inside gets really hot. He goes, you can reuse it for life. It's a lifetime warranty. You can use this. You can use it a million times, blah, blah, blah. I use one for like five minutes and I was like, Ooh, this is nice. You can make it cold. You can make it hot. And I was like, what's the catch? You know, he's like nothing. It's like, you know, $49. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy this because the normal hot pad that I use, I put in the microwave. It has like rice in it, but it keeps my my shoulders hot or cold or cold for like 15 minutes. And that's not really long enough. I like to like drink my tea, do my work. I like my, I want my back to have like the full effect. So I get home, I get really excited. I tell Nathan about this product 
and I try it and I'm like, oh, when he gets home, he's going to try this, blah, 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 blah. And I asked the guy, I was like, so how do you reset it? Like after it gets hard and after it gets hot, like how do you make, how do you reset it to get hot again? He goes, oh, you just put, you just run it over under some hot water. Okay. He said, put it in some hot water. I got home and Nathan was like, oh, what is that thing? And I was like, here, try it. And he's like, oh, it's not, it's not really doing anything. And I was like, yeah, you got to like just run it under some hot water. It wasn't working. So I like got out the instructions. I found the manual and I was like, oh, you got to boil it. You got to like get hot water, boil it, put it in there. And this thing, by the way, is like on your shoulder. So it's huge. So you'd have to have a huge pot of boiling water. But then Nathan's like, wait, Cassandra, there's like chemicals in here. You're going to put it in the pot that we use to cook in? Like, this is, this is not clean. This is not sustainable. He is so cute. And I was like, oh my God, babe, you're right. And, I, and it's been sitting, it's, I'm looking at it right now. It's been sitting here ever since. That's a great example. Like, no, I'm probably never going to see that guy again. I bought it in Vegas at a convention whatever. But now if I ever saw that brand name again, I'm going to tell 10 times more friends than I was if I really loved it. Because look, I'm telling you guys right now that this is, you have to be an advocate for your product. The guy sold it to me. He was, he was passionate about the product. But I remember when I look back now and I, and I, I put, I put that whole scene into motion about our conversation and the sale. When I asked about how you re how you reactivate it. He just was like, Oh, hot water, blah, blah, blah. And he just like went over the subject, but I didn't question it because I already knew, liked and trusted him. But if you do that to a client, it doesn't matter if you're on stage somewhere or you are on it, an ad, or you are in a commercial or you are at your best friend's house. If you lie to that person, you have forever scarred them and you have forever lost their trust. And if they ever see you again, you better watch out. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, you have to be an advocate for what you believe in. And if you truly do, you should stand behind your products and you should tell them, hey, you know, this product is amazing. This is the catch. You know, you have to get a big pot of boiling water. You have to leave it in there for 30 minutes. It'll get soft again. And I would have been like, oh, hell no that I don't have time for that I don't have a pot big enough for that I didn't know it was going to get rock solid all these things right but you have to be honest and upfront about what the product does how it performs how you can dispose of it and what and what it entails and how long it really lasts right I'm not going to walk around saying that this concealer lasts 25 hours if it doesn't I would never do that because it's it's not the truth you know and it's, it comes back to your reputation. What do you want to be known for? Do you want it to be known as the expert or the person who told the truth about a product and then they bought it because they knew, liked, and trusted you, right? So I guess that's kind of all I have to say about that. Um, talking about the, um, the health issues of the products that they're using. You know, I've been down the road of saying, oh, this product is you know, you know, I kind of bashed their product a little bit. I was like, Oh, you know, that's super toxic, right? Toxic is like technically not even the right term you're supposed to be using. I just talk about the positives. Well, you could use that. And you know, here's an app you can use EWG. It stands for environmental working group. It's an app you can go on and you can check your products. See for yourself if it's really safe enough for you and your maybe child's use, right? And then I say, I have these really clean products that are certified B Corp that are 
the healthiest that I know of. And they're super safe. You can use them when you're pregnant. You can use them, you know, if you have cancer. We've taken these products into hospitals. They are that safe. But they also perform. As a professional makeup artist, this is my opinion. You leave them with the option. You leave them with some knowledge. You leave them with something to think about. This will get them back to you every single time. They will come back to you when they have a question or when they have, you know, a rebuttal when they're, you know, their husband, when they go home, we all have someone in our lives where we go home, we tell, we're excited. We talk to our husband or our mom. And then they're like, Oh, but that doesn't make sense because this is this. Like I, I, I openly accept and invite those kinds of conversations when someone's like, Oh, you know, my fiance, he has, he has questions about this because I know that that means someone in their life cares. So I'm going to answer their question as best as I can. And if I can't, I'll say, I'll come back to you. Let me send you an article. Let me do this, that, the other thing. The other part of this, if you know, let's say your new bride is into, uh, you know, the presidency, let's not try to get like too crazy with politics, but there is a political issue regarding uh, beauty products in the cosmetic industry. There ha- in the United States, there hasn't been a federal law passed since 1938. It's a huge issue. There's like a lot of, um, a lot of stuff around this that's just kind of, uh, <clears throat> it's a very great area. If you can provide your clients with a few facts, if you can do a little research, if you can not only tell them in person, but back that up with written evidence, you know, posting on your page, like you can go on my Instagram right now and see that I do this. I provide facts every once in a while. I'll just provide a fact. I will provide a statistic, a stat, something that they're like, oh yeah, she's the expert. She is the one that I'm going to go to when I have questions. Oh yeah, this has to be true. And a lot of times people are going to not just trust you right away, especially if they're on your page for the first time. And people are going to watch you and you have to understand that what you post today will be seen a year from now. I wasn't always the best with this. I would just post whatever. I wouldn't like do the right uh, (laughs) uh, spelling. And, you know, I wasn't always 100% on my facts. But now I make sure that if someone looks up whatever I post, that this backed up by like a lot of scientific proof and evidence. And I might even provide a link to that in the text or link in the article that I'm writing, whether it's on my blog or on Facebook or something. So back to ways to encourage clean beauty alternatives. We, uh, there's, you know, it's, it's more than a movement. Well, it is a movement. It's more than a trend. I should say, um, there's maybe a lot of people out there who it, let's say you're with an MLM company. I know Rachel is, if you are with an, another MLM or some sort of sales or you're known in your you know circle to be salesy or whatever, like you should probably drop all of that and you shouldn't cross promote working for a, a dirty brand and a clean brand. I discovered this really quickly in about three months w- working with Beauty Counter that I was trying to please everybody. And I was like, 
oh yeah, like I'll still totally take on like anyone who wants to use all the toxic stuff. But then I started thinking about it and I'm like, oh my God, like my eyes are itchy and watery and red. And I'm like, I'm super sensitive to the smell of the hairspray that that artist is spraying and all of that. And I realized that certain people are okay with using crap, with using, you know, unclean products, but I'm not, it's literally affected my health. It's part of my story. So if that's not you, maybe it'll be you in five years, maybe 10, maybe something will happen to one of your family or friends and it'll make you decide then maybe you're not ready right now to like fully commit. But I'm not going to say when I switched to clean beauty that it was a full on switch, like overnight I threw out every single thing. I was actually okay with like a four or five rating on Think Dirty. I wasn't looking at if the if the company was exactly sustainable 100% or clean and all, and all of that. I was just trying to, I was like, you know what? I need to use cleaner products. Now I'm offering cleaner products to my clients. And so if you think about it, it's like, Anyone who found out about clean beauty, of course they want to switch, but they're not going to throw away $1,000 worth of product and just switch automatically that day. But it's it's really hard to, to, to market to being clean and then opening up your kit and having all of these unclean products with coal tar and BHA and formaldehyde in them, right? It doesn't make sense. And for me, going to a job, literally my clients would be like, are you okay? Is everything okay? Because my eyes would start watering. I would start sneezing like no other. And it was because the artist next to me was using so-and-so hairspray. And it was driving my sinuses insane because I'm allergic. And so I was like, you know what? I have to go fully clean. Like my, the people that I work with that I'm going to work on from, from here on out, they have to know, like, and trust me. And also maybe have an allergy of their own, you know, whether it's gluten, a sensitivity or whatever, but also, but like believe in what I'm doing and want me because I offer clean products, not because I offer them an option, but because I'm providing them the best clean makeup and skincare and hair care products available right now to professional artists. And that's what I do. That is my specialty. That is what, that is my passion. That is my purpose. I do not want to be responsible for my client contracting something, whether it's a year from now, a day from now, or 10 years from now. Like I follow all my clients on social media. I watch all of them online. I watch everybody. And to think that one day I might see one of them, uh, you know, post about having breast cancer that scares the bejesus out of me to think that I would be, that I would question. I wonder if what I use on her that day has something to do with it. You know, it's, it's, it's sad because why would I want that? I'm trying to make women feel beautiful. I create a beautiful, a peaceful experience and environment for these women. And I want them to remember that and, and honor me and I want to honor them and I want them to live a clean, healthy life. Like I don't want them to just wear crap makeup for a day and then deal with their allergies later that night or whatever. Like I've had, I've, I have horror stories. I'm not going to get into that. Um, but I've implemented things that are setting me apart as a leader in a niche space. So 
it's not really about encouraging others. I mean, I just gave you a lot of tips on ways to encourage others, but it's leading by example. I am truly setting myself apart, educating, get, uh, raising awareness and doing all of this with, with, with a true heart. And, you know, that's, that's kind of that. Um, let me just skim through and make sure I didn't forget anything. I just, <laughs> I have chicken scratch handwriting, so I just kind of like bolted down some stuff. Um, uh, did I mention, uh, offering solutions? Yeah, basically solutions, options, whatever. Like I kind of give them like, they're like, Oh, but I like love this so much. And I'm like, well, this is a great option. Um, Okay. So this is one other thing that if you're in the beauty industry and you're working with a lot of, um, women, um, if they're much older, like, and they don't care, like my mom, she's like, she, she's probably going to be that way. And I have to accept that. But for a bride or a young, anyone young, they are so aware of what they're doing. They they're in tune with what's going on in the world. They, they're, they, you know, we start to feel bad about what's going on with, you know, you, you can find it kind of feel guilty about like recycling and things like that. Right. Like sometimes you'll feel like guilty for throwing something away. It's the same thing with beauty. Like I feel like we're so aware now of like what we're doing to our planet. You know, we see these videos and these, like you'll see the like horrible photos or images of like fish getting caught up in like the plastic things. You don't see those anymore. Do you at the store? You don't see those little uh, Coca-Cola, like the six pack things. You don't really see them a lot because it has impacted the way that we buy. And so what's happening right now is the younger generations are like super aware of what's going on. Like they're like, Oh, organic, natural, clean. Like they're going towards all these, all this wording and they want to do what's good because like they see the older generation, our parents, our mothers, our grandmothers dying of horrible cancers. You know, you don't see like, it is not cool to smoke, right? Because 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it was cool. It was a trend. It was a fad. But now you don't really see that. Okay, you know, my brother's guilty of this, like picking up the the uh, vape pen type thing. But for the most part, smart people are not doing that because they're like, what are the long-term health risks? What are the, ben and what are the benefits of this, right? Which are like old, slim to none. A lot things that are unknown right now are, are, Nobody wants to mess with that because we all know what's going in our food. Everyone knows what GMO is. It's like, if you're into beauty, if you're into fashion, you're also thinking about the terms in, in those specific realms. Is it fair trade certified? Is it organic, right? You you start to hear things and you're in, and see certain labels and you're like, oh my gosh, is this makeup cruelty-free? It's, it's all important. You don't want to, you don't, it's important, right? And so this is all about attracting and keeping your ideal client for generations to come. If you're influencing and capturing leads, whatever, from what from a bride and her bridal party, if the bride is like that, nine times out of 10, her friends are also very similar in terms of like their morals, values, and all of that stuff. If a bride is like really passionate about like saving animals and animal cruelty and, and like, and like, you know, all of that sort of thing, you bet your butt a lot of her friends feel the same way, or maybe they don't, they're not friends, right? So think about ways to attract them. So you want to talk about being clean and how clean is healthy and how the long term your skin can actually 
be better. I, 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 right now I'm not seeing, I'm not even really doing it because I, I haven't, I've been doing a lot of research, but I'm finding this to be true that clean beauty actually creates beauty longer. It, it like, it's like a lot of the clean products have skin beneficial ingredients that'll actually like make you look younger. Like it's crazy. The regular makeup that's out there has all these cheap fillers and isobutyl things you can't pronounce and those are aging your skin and they're actually very addicting. I don't know, I'm sure you've you've been in the situation where you're like using a new product like a new lip balm or something, but as soon as you're not wearing it, your lips are super dry. And why do you think that is? You, they want you to keep, you know, it's it's manufactured to make you keep going back to that lip balm, making it, making you psychologically think that it's actually helping when it's really, that's the problem. So uh, when you do that and you're, you're providing this knowledge and you're dropping knowledge on them, whether it's in person, over the air, on video, there's so many ways to reach clients for free nowadays that, you know, women in general, that it's, you, you can't, not make money. You can't not rise to the top when you're doing something like this, because it really is the way of the future. Um, I'm really honest with my affiliation with beauty counter. And I also let the clients know that I'm affiliated with uh, a dozen other brands. And I am, I, I have affiliate links, you know, I don't get every single sale ever, but I get, I do make a residual income off of my links and things like that. Um, but I don't hide it. I don't go around spouting that I'm a consultant either because I feel like I'm way more than a consultant in so many ways. I'm a mentor. I'm a, I'm a professional artist. Like I kind of know what I'm talking about talking about. I'm not just someone who picked up, um, who bought like a starter set and said all of a sudden that I'm like this makeup expert because I've been in this business for a long time. And as a makeup artist, you should all also be establishing yourself as the expert, as someone who knows what they're talking about and you're create credible, credible in this industry. Um, Another um, thing that you can also talk about is the certified B Corp. I, I touched on a little earlier, but it's really about um, uh, sustainability. They, they, it's like people planet profit. They're like a nonprofit and beauty, beauty counter is one of the few nonprofits that are actually helping women and, uh, giving, you know, giving back. They are activists. Like I said, in, um, the, uh, like in Washington, DC, and they are really trying to move the needle with laws and things like that. They, they helped um, pass a law recently in like Colorado. Um, and so, and people profit. So people, they're really transparent with their pricing, with what they're doing, uh, what's in everything. And one other thing that I will mention, which um I find I find to be very very interesting because so many clients are like, oh well, I use this; it's organic. I got this from like Whole Foods, and I'm like, oh, um, okay. They're like, oh yeah, like, but it's it's safe, it's natural, whatever. 
not all things that are natural are safe. Okay. Just because there's a lot of things that you can think of right now that are natural that aren't necessarily something you want to put on your body. And it might be rated like a three or four or five in the think dirty app or on the EWG app. Um, and it's, and it's vetted and it look and it has all these certifications on the packaging. But what a lot of people aren't realizing is that the, the companies aren't putting the ingredients through like several tests. They're just saying, Oh, this one ingredient's good. It's going in. And it's like, they never go back and test it again. You can research this beauty counter, you know, with every single product they put out, like they're testing it like several times before it hits market so that every single one has like, you know, there's no levels of like any of the bad crap in there. It's just, it's clean. Um, another thing that I wanted to touch on that you can talk about when it comes to advocacy is like, you know, if someone tries to bash like beauty counter or clean beauty, you have, uh, when it comes to like ingredients. So let's say that they were like, Oh, you know, um, mica, right? We all know like mica is like a thing and it's an ingredient that's in a lot of powders and stuff. And a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, that's such a bad ingredient. And it's, and Beauty Counter uses it, right? Or let's say they did. But you could say, well, some are sourced ethically and, and are clean and some are not. And there's a difference. Some mica or, you know, certain, uh, things were milled or mined in, and it's kind of like diamonds, like there's good diamonds and then there's blood diamonds. And, and, and it's, and, and no one has the time to kind of go through with a fine tooth comb, every single product in, in each package or company that they they're using, right? That that's our job. We're telling them what's safe. We're telling them what is, um, fair trade and certified organic and natural and, uh, and truly clean. Um, and there, and there isn't very many, and that's why we work with beauty counter. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. I wanted to keep this pretty short and concise. Um, a few other ways to, this is, kind of outside of ways to encourage, but you can, it's all about follow-up. And I think consistency is key with anything you do in your life. It doesn't matter if you want to start a podcast or write a book, you know, you need to, um, and how that would translate into a, a relationship with a client is follow-up. Like when is their birthday? Send them something, send them a little sample. When, when is their anniversary? Send them a little note and tell them that, you know, here's an article or here's something I wrote up on, you know, a certain skin cream that I found that like you might really love or, you know, not everybody hates getting discounts in the mail, you know, like, or a 50% off coupon or a holiday sale. You know, I'm kind of always letting people know what's going on in my stories on Instagram with email marketing. I think that it takes right now in the, in the day and age we live in, sometimes it takes, you know, 10 or 20 times for you to see a certain product before you're like, I think I need that. And, you know, you can't get frustrated and give up just because someone, um, bashed you. And I want to end this with, with the story of what happened to me and a friend who came to visit. And, um, one of Nathan's uh, buddies from school came. He's married to this amazing, wonderful, beautiful woman who uh, is super pregnant. And she came in and flew in to uh, see us for the weekend. And the first night at dinner, we were chatting. And I was, you know, of course, 
talking about clean beauty and, you know, we were talking about makeup. I was asking her what she was wearing and she pulled out a couple products and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is, this is what can happen. You know, you're pregnant and these are, this is a, you know, considered toxic. And I would, I would recommend something a little cleaner. And she's like, oh, cause you sell beauty counter. And at first I took offense, but right away I was like, I'm going to educate this woman until she turns blue in the face. And I advocated to her for about an hour and I had the whole table focused on me, my fiance included, because he's always learning and he he's, he's mesmerized with how much, um, information that I've been learning and, and, and sharing. And I think when you learn something, you want to share it right away because it, it helps to keep it into your mind. If it's something that you really, truly believe in. And, uh, his friend was also listening like intently. And I was just sharing with her literally like the education. I told her about the federal regulations. I told her a few facts and I told her about the thing dirty app. She, she was like, yeah, I heard you talk about it before on Instagram. I saw it, but, um, and I was like, wow, she didn't download it. She doesn't trust me. She thinks I'm just in, um, like a rep, like a sales rep or something. And I felt I was like, wow, how many, I felt defeated. I was like, how many other people are looking at me like this right now? And, um, I felt, I felt like, you know, and then she wanted, she was like, oh, you know, I'm getting tired. I want to go home. And I was like, oh man, I just like totally killed this. Like she, she hates me, you know? And I was thinking she didn't want to hear that. Now she's like, you know, she, she wants to use whatever she wants this is her choice and she has that right. So I was like, you know, like it's still really pretty lipstick. Like I love it, you know, whatever, but it's, you know, these are the alternatives. Maybe when you run out, you can use this. And so I actually recommended her like two or three other products. And I pulled a couple things out of my purse that I had. And she's like, Oh, you don't just use beauty counter. And I was like, no, I'm a makeup artist. I can't just use one thing. Like some things work better than others. And you know, not every line is perfect in every way. Like think about any brand that you've ever worked with. Like you don't just go buy one line of product from and if anyone's doing that like you know you you got to be suspicious and I think that that's where that came from is like someone else someone else was telling her that they needed to buy everything in the line that they're working for and it's another you know direct sales uh, multi-level marketing company and it freaks people out I've had it happen to me I get three to eight Instagram uh, DMs a day from different um, people working for the same MLMs who are trying to sell me on whatever product or to get me to be an affiliate or a marketing, um, person with them back to the story. So I went home, I felt defeated and I felt like, oh man, like the rest of the week is going to be kind of awkward. Cause this girl just doesn't trust me. She just thinks I'm trying to sell her stuff. So, uh, she went home and, um, I was like laying in bed and I was like, let me just send her the link just in case like she ever wants to download it because I literally am not making any, like, this is not a salesy thing. I'm just going to send her something. So if she decides later on, she wants to look into it, she can. She was literally texting me and she texted me at the exact same time. And she's like, oh my God, I just checked all my products that I brought with me. I can't believe they're all harmful. Da, 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 da. I need to, can you give me some recommendations? And I was like, Oh my God. Like I started tearing up. Cause I was like, Oh my God, this is why I do what I do. Like all I did was share some information and I let her make her own decision. I did not force anything. I was not, you know, bashing her stuff. I was just saying, Hey, you know, this is what's available. This is what the statistics say. This is what the numbers say. This is what's available, you know? And, and 
And then she went, and so later the, the next day we chatted and I gave, and I gave her samples of like different stuff, different brands. Like it wasn't one certain thing. I told her all the things that I'm loving right now. And then she was like, she knows me. She likes me, but that was like the trust, right? She started trusting me and she's like, okay, can you send me an email with a follow-up of all the stuff you've been telling me? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like I have that on lock. So I sent her that and I got an email four days later that she purchased like $300 in product. I am not joking. This is not made up. This happened two weeks ago. And like, I make a small percentage. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's big compared to like other brands, like, yes, but in terms of what I'm making, it's not my bread and butter. I do not make a living off of working with beauty counter. Maybe one day I will, but it, I pay for all my product and that's what's important to me. Like with my sales, I buy more product and educate and, and go and do events and, and share with my artists and give them to the family and friends that I love. Like literally I have not spent one dime from anything that I made from beauty counter. It all goes back into the business because I believe in their company. I believe in Greg, the founder. She's a female CEO. I love that. She is amazing and she's a mother and she, you know, created this, um, this brand because it was, it needed to be, it needed, it, it needed, there was nothing in the market like that. Um, so don't give up. Don't be, you know, you know, you can persuade someone, but you can only like lead the horse to water. You can't like make them drink. And I think it's, it's really important to remember that you might think that no one was listening, but everyone is. And they are listening to you because you're the expert. And you just have to stick to your guns and stick to what you believe in. And tell them about the sustainable packaging. And tell them about um, water conservation efforts that we're doing. And the carbon offsets, like everything that we're doing. And that we don't test on animals. And we don't test on animals in other countries. And we never, ever, ever will. And most of the brands out there, the seven major leaders, Everyone knows them. Cody, Johnson, Johnson, L'Oreal, Procter & Gamble. Under Johnson & Johnson, there's Neutrogena, Johnson's, Aveeno, Rock, like all those big brands that we all know. There's like a hundred between these seven major leaders. Many of them, people don't realize this, are tested over in China. The, the, the products are tested on animals over there, okay? Just because it says cruelty-free in the U.S. does not mean that it isn't um, – over there. So that is something that we don't mess around with. And, um, we are B Corp certified and we are all about the community, the workers, the governments, the environment, and the customers. And you just have to go back to the basics and talk about, you know, whatever's important to that person, you can tie it in and make it work. So thank you so, so, so much for listening. This was, as you can tell, a very passionate thing that I wanted to touch on. And I'm so glad you guys gave me the idea to even talk about this because I don't think I would have unless I saw um, you guys talk about it in the Clean Beauty Tribe group. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope you all have a wonderful, fantastic day or evening. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. So that's it for this week's episode on the Clean Beauty Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to head over to iTunes to review, rate, and subscribe to the channel. Until next week, stay beautiful.